Nazi. can't not reference to that in my head now when I text him. I'm like, I text him on Sunday. Yep. <laughs> Lord's Day's coming up. I got to gotta hit him up. I know it's been a little bit since I've hit you up. Um, been kind of going through some motions and doing some stuff and trying to balance life. Yeah. Uh, I, get, I've been listening. I heard you had a little rocky point there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I kind of went, like, the first, like, seven or eight months of this, I went, like, full, full throttle. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, you were pumping them out. And I'm cool with it, but just like everybody else, man, I'm human, and it wore me down for a minute, so... I get it. I have to uh, resurface and find a happy medium until this thing takes off on its own. Yeah. So, I took a rough patch here the past two weeks. I got sick, and I'm just coming, like, recovering now. Oh, shit. It's, like, it's, link- it's, it's just the remnants of it. Yeah. I still got a little bit of a tickle in my throat, but it's going away. Really? See, yeah. I, I've, I, I've recently <clears throat> been dealing with something... Just like that. It's like not, I'm not even like hugely sick, but there's like a little sore throat. Yeah, it's like, and there's like go away. some shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I have that too. Same fucking thing. Yeah, I went to the VA and, and they, he's like, you don't have bronchitis. Cause I thought I had bronchitis. I don't. Apparently it's my sinuses, post nasal drip and all that shit. See the first couple of days that I had it, the, it wasn't painful. Like it was, it was just annoying, mm-hmm. but it was annoying. And it was like, it felt like it was going up the back of my face. Yeah, I feel the same exact thing, too. Oh, so whatever it was, it was the same shit it's as that you. new fucking Wuhan shit. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. They came out with a new brand, and I yeah, got it. New fucking brand. <laughs> Co- collab with Louis Vuitton. Yes. <laughs> I like it. It's called throat yogurt. Throat yogurt. <laughs> oh, that's the greatest shit I've ever heard. I'm using that. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Every time I hear that fucking intro you got now, it makes me want to kick a fucking fat kid in Walmart. Yeah. I don't know why. It's fucking just, it hypes me up. That's good. <laughs> I just want to go to my local Walmart and start fucking 300-ing these yeah. fucking fat kids. Get away from the cupcakes. <laughs> while, <laughs> while, specifically while that song is playing. <laughs> I've seen it in my head. It's pretty motivating. I, we just, this is like, this is a good YouTube clip. <laughs> just reels of kids getting their shit kicked oh, in. Oh, man. Oh, like Sounds that like, that classic YouTube video from back in like the early 2000s where that fat Mexican kid falls on the log. You ever see that one? <laughs> where he's trying to cross the little ravine. And he's like, hi, they're fucking with him. He's like, no mama's way. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, I feel like that's something Devlin would do. Oh, yeah. He would do it emotionless. You get that impulse. Yeah. What? You ever get that impulse when you're on the fucking freeway and you're like, man, I could just ram this guy next to me right yeah. now. And yeah. then and then you're like, you almost feel a twitch uh-huh. and you're like, what the fuck just ran through my head? Like, I could do this. Yeah. We can handle this right yeah. now. Or you're going on an avenue like real fast and you're like, man, I just fucking, I could just turn into that truck real quick. It's not even like a suicidal thing. It's just like an impulse. Like, what? Why'd that pop into my head right now? Yeah, yeah. The French have a name for it. What is it? I don't know the, how to pronounce it in French, but it's called, uh, they call it, like, the translation is called The Call of the Void. Fuck. That's what they call it. So it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And they're recognizing it. Me and Devlin looked it up. It was like, what's that impulse thing where you just want to do, like, suicidal shit for, like, no reason? Like, you see a cliff or, like, you're on the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and you're like, I, want, like, I just want to jump. Right. <laughs> what is this feeling that I have? But they say... That the reason you have that impulse is your brain is like running through all the uh, scenarios of, and like it's a fear-based thing, mm-hmm. but it turns it into like almost an impulse. But you you draw back like at the last second. It's such a weird thing that your brain does. Dude, I can I can kind of I like when you say I think about standing over the ledge, and you, I I think about how freeing it would be. Obviously, I think about the repercussions oh, of what yeah. I'm about to do. But that 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 those couple of seconds in between, yeah, <laughs> right before the smash, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty wild. I it's think I definitely think about the freeing factor of doing whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. <laughs> but ramming somebody on the freeway is definitely going to have repercussions. That I don't want to deal with. No, 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 no. So, especially into a semi, you're not walking away from that. I just don't feel like I need to deal with that right now. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. Or there, there is times that's like even to this day, I'm like, is prison time really that fucking bad? <laughs> just random thoughts that pop in Dude, your head. Dude, yeah, like, okay, this version of life sucks. Let's try another version. <laughs> well, if you look on the bright side, you get three square meals a day. You don't have to pay rent. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's about it. The only thing that sucks about that one is, like, I'm going to have to fight with that one probably for the rest of my life. <laughs> the downsides are you're going to probably get your ass beat. Yeah. Uh, and possibly raped. <laughs> possibly. Possibly a heavy possibility. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think about that. We're being homeless. Yeah, another lifestyle. Did a total flip. You, yeah, gotta do, you do whatever you want all day. Yeah. You don't have to worry about bills. Same thing like in prison. But, Just I mean. a little hotter. A little hot. Yeah, especially in Arizona, man. What Fuck. If I was homeless, I would migrate to California. I would go to San Diego. A good, that's a good choice. Yeah, I would live on the beach. As soon as you cross that border, the air gets fucking instantly cooler. Yep, and I know of people, like, in Ocean Beach when I used to live in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I used to ask, like, I would talk with homeless people all the time because I get high and just walk in o- at mm. Ocean Beach. And I'm like, how'd you end up here? And he's like, oh, I fucking just left everything behind. I live in my van now, right on the beach. Perfect. He's like, I go swimming every day. That's my bath. I fucking, I have a surfboard. I sell pot out of my van, and I just fucking live day to day. And I'm like... You know, there's something to that, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, man, but I like my PlayStation. <laughs> Convenience is cool yeah. sometimes. I, I got a, I got a little bit of a story for you now that you, you might enjoy this. A couple weekends ago, I went to uh, Boots in the Park Festival. Boots in the Park. Have you, did you hear it all about no, that? No, I don't even know what that is. It's uh, basically like a mini Country Thunder. Oh, okay. And it was at Tempe Town Lake. And uh, like a bunch of uh, people that I know, we all got an Airbnb out there. Mm. And we stayed out there Friday Friday night, Saturday night, and we left Sunday. Nice. Because it was a two-day festival. Um, Friday night, I left the festival. Obviously, I, I don't have to tell you that I've been drinking most of the day. Of, I, yeah. I mean, it comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I wasn't like shithouse, but I was good. I was good. It was like probably 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And this uh, the starting street, it starts on Mill. Oh, you're in College Town. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But so I just start walking down Mill. Well, actually, I didn't realize that I was on Mill, so I did a giant C and yeah. had to go back to Mill. But on my little adventure, because I walked halfway, the four-mile drive, I walked halfway back to the house. Just, I like, yeah. I like to go on drunk adventures. Yeah. 20-minute <laughs> so adventure. I went for a little jaunt, a <laughs> little two-hour jaunt. Um, I ran into some guys that were like completely done up in face face makeup mm-hmm. and apparently they were promoting for Scarizona. Okay. Nice. So I ran into them and I saw them like in their car and there was nobody else around and I just turn around and I see these two guys, fucking scary looking dudes. And my first fucking impulse for some reason was I need a fucking picture with you guys. <laughs> so I start talking to them. I start sending pictures to all my friends who are still at the festival. They're like, Where the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I keep going. And I'm on mill now, like, trying to decide if I want to go into a bar or whatever. And uh, I come up to an intersection, and there's all, on every corner of the intersection, there's guys holding signs that say, Jesus saves. Oh, yeah. Any any festival. There's, there's those guys all, everywhere all the time. So, well, you, have you ever been to mill? I, of course. Oh, yeah. Maybe, like, well, I haven't been to mill frequently. But I've been there, like, at least three times, though. The streets, like, bar hopping. The streets are crowded. It's Everybody's bar yeah, yeah. hopping. So I decided I'm going to talk to them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How'd that go? So well, some of, two of them weren't very amused. The second one gave me a little pamphlet. So I got my, I got my ticket to heaven, you know? You got your, your validation. My parking. validation. <laughs> I read to the end, so I get to go to heaven now. Somewhere the pamphlet's still in here. I don't know where the fuck it is now. But I kept asking, I was like, why are you guys out here? It's fucking Friday night. Why are you out here holding a sign? People are trying to sin in peace. Yes. <laughs> Kit... Fucked. No, I didn't say that. Um, then I ran into some random lady who couldn't find culinary dropout. And I'm like, lady, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> I've been there. That's actually a good spot. Is it really? Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. I, I, go, I stood there and helped her find it on the maps and shit. <laughs> and, then, and then I got picked up by an Uber in a dark alley. Sounds like a typical Mill Ave uh, Dude. Uh, running. It was a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed I myself. Everybody's like, do you fucking walk home? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> Like beat everybody back to the house. Mill's fun because you find like weird shit on Mill too. Like, it's I know it's College Town and people give it flack for that, but um, I ran into like a underground piano bar. I've heard about that. Yeah, it was I, pretty fun. And I want to go. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've heard about a lot of cool places. They do out like there. they do like comedy with piano, and it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, let's go fucking check this out real quick. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was pretty cool. It, was, it wasn't your typical like whatever bar to bar. Hmm. It had a little extra, a couple of feathers on the hat, if I <laughs> if I should say. Some interesting pieces. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, no, but I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Um, what 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 what's your uh, what's your career front looking like? Like, how's all that shit going? So I'm having trouble finding. Uh, I'm not having trouble finding a job in the gun field, but I am at the same time. Right. So everything that's in the field right now is retail. Hmm. I don't want to fucking work retail. No, you've been wanting to build. Yeah, I've been blessed all my life. I've worked with my hands. I've worked production, manufacturing, in the Marine Corps. I did construction, um, tower jobs. <coughs> So it's always been with my hands. I've never had to work with face-to-face customers. Mm -hmm. And that's something... I don't have that skill. Um, I'm... I mean, I can talk my head off, but as far as, like, being a fucking desk clerk or, you know, any of those type of jobs, uh, cashier, whatever, I just... I don't want to do that. I want to find a job that's in the manufacturing field, in the very least, or production field of firearms where I can work day to day on the on the guns themselves and just mm-hmm. focus on that. So I'm trying to find those types of jobs and surprisingly they're hard to find here in Phoenix. And what uh, what did the whole uh, the school thing fall through? Well, so no no no, the school thing uh, hasn't fallen through. I have everything that I need. I just don't want to start until I have that job. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't even care if I take a pay cut at this point because I'll be getting 900 a month from Uncle Sam uh, just for going to school. Once I start school, I'll have an extra 900 So I'll probably be making actually more That's right. Um, than my full-time job right now with that extra 900 that's coming in, working a minimum wage job. Um, but I still want to do full-time just to get that experience. So it, it's kind of difficult right now trying to find that job um, that's not fucking retail. Because it seems like everywhere I, I go, it's or everywhere I'm trying to look here in Phoenix, it's it's a lot of retail. Yeah, you know, regardless of what I'm dealing with, I don't think there's a whole lot of jobs where I'd want to be any kind of a salesman. Or yeah, it's not my vibe. It's not my vibe either, especially when you're trying to make money off of somebody like that. I'm just, I'm not interested. Yeah, and it's it's just one of those skills that I like. I said I don't have literally any experience in. See, I'm gonna I, I'll, I'll just disagree with you. I feel like you, you're charismatic. You are a very good talk, and you do well. <coughs> um, you just don't have the. Uh, yeah, you, just have, you haven't seen it happen. No, yet. I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't experienced that yet. Plus, if you're not interested, then I yeah, would, I wouldn't it, even do it. I mean, it'd be it's cool. Like I'll be in a gun shop and you know around guns all day, but I won't really be working on them or with them. Mm-hmm. I'll just be handing over and looking up sales and serial numbers and this type of you know. So it's it's more of the I want to work with my hands because that's what I know. I know that I can pick like if somebody brought me into a production shop and was like, "This is how you run this machine. Um, you're gonna be doing this and this, 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 and that laid out for me right there." I can pick it up within that uh, like a couple of days and get a pretty good pace going. And I already work with guns at home, so I kind of know the basics of maintenance and models and all this stuff so i feel like something in regards to that kind of a job that you would really enjoy is if you saw area for uh for uh upgrade or if you saw area for improvement Mm. you you are you are intelligent enough to to be able to recognize what that is and how to fix it right I, i feel like you you've always been super smart and super informed on everything you've ever talked about with firearms so and the thing is i just want to before i get into the school i want to make sure that everything's set up exactly right right even even if there's some bumps along the way i mean nothing goes according to plan i think uh last last episode that was i that's where we left off where it was like rule number three is have a plan rule number four is have a backup plan because your first plan probably won't work (laughs) (laughs) so that's where i'm at right now i'm on rule number three and four so i'm like trying to figure this out and set it up set my vision up how i want but i know that it might not exactly work out the way that i want because when does it ever you're gonna always run into something new you're gonna always run into something that you weren't expecting and then you're gonna have to 
um, either take a step back or um, take a lateral step and find a way around that. Yep. So yep. it's it's just it's just adjustments once you get it set up. This is see that that was perfect because one of, one of the things that I've been trying to uh, trying to talk to a little a little bit to everybody about because I want to hear their different perspectives and their different the, their side steps and how they view uh, kind of problem solving in your own life. You know, um, just about everybody I've talked to has some kind of something in motion, mm. and it's not it doesn't involve giving up on it. No, and I'm super you know I'm super impressed by that because. Uh, with something like this that, that we've been creating, every single step of the way has, has had its own issue, and every single step of the way you have to push harder to get something figured out. Just like with your situation, every step of the way you're going to have to figure out a new fucking problem. Right. And sidestep, figure out how to get around it, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have to make your adjustments. You're going to have to adapt. And it's super impressive um, because, you know, I, I think I think in the general – we look at another person that we don't know and we just assume because of something they did at Walmart, oh, they're fucking lazy pieces of shit. But this is super fun because every fucking person I talk to has their own unique scenario and their own unique path that they're fucking pressing for. And I'm just... I'm impressed by, you know, the amount of effort that somebody puts into their, their passion. You know, I mean... You've been working on it for quite a while now, too. Yeah, I'll say this. I have my... I have my feet in the water. I have my legs in the water, right? But I'm still, I guess, getting used to the temperature because I'm not fully submerged yet, mm-hmm. and I haven't I haven't dove completely completely in. I'm still trying to get adjusted to that temperature of that water so that I can eventually just sink into that and then be comfortable there. And, and what do you think that means to you? Like, what you it just like? means that I, I mean, I'm taking things slow at a at a pace Mm -hmm. so we always have the saying too it's not one of the rules but uh um and i'm sure you've heard this in your field too this this was a military saying um uh, i think originally and it was uh slow is smooth smooth is fast meaning don't you don't have to be like rushing rushing through something Mm -hmm. because you might fuck it up and you then you might take you have to take twice as much time to fix it oh yeah so get at that pace where you you can have quality but not um and you'll have to sacrifice maybe a little bit of time but it'll be worth it in the long run yeah but you don't want to sacrifice that that quality that you're getting and whatever it is that you're doing that, that stands so true man and it's it's sometimes it's difficult because you get you know right in the beginning you have anticipation you have uh you know the adrenaline the excitement yeah everything that you goes the jitters yeah and uh the one thing I was and you say, just want to be in it. Yeah, <laughs> you're so you're so fucking ready to just do it, and you really you have no fucking clue what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Is you you talk about just having your feet in the water, and uh, it it just reminds me like every time, even even something so simple as starting a new job, you have this preconceived idea in your head of what your new job is going to be like. And you get there and you're like, holy shit. It's fucking not at all what I thought. This was not the job description. Yeah. What's going on here? It always turns out that way. Yeah. Everything you do is going to be, you're going to have this preconceived notion uh, about what you think it's going to be. It's never going to be that. No. When I started the job at L3 Harris, I thought I was going to be working on radios because I didn't even know they did optics. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're going to be working on night vision. And I was like, what? Uh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, it's just and then you got to like from there you're like okay well now I got to change this and this and this and adjust that. And then yep. you and then once you get into that groove then you get back on you get on that track and you're like all right now we're moving now the train's going. Yep. So and we got some coal in the fucking fire. It's it's cool that you're fucking you're conscious enough of what you're doing to realize just to ease into it, you know. I feel like at this age going through what I've gone through, I feel like I have a decent amount of experience to know that starting something new is you gotta because i'm an impulsive person i've told you this Mm -hmm. and and when i joined the marine corps it was purely based on impulse Mm. now i got lucky because i don't regret that but if it were anything else like getting into more debt at school i would have been fucked i would have been in a completely different place that would have hurt you a lot so that impulse decision did help me but you're rolling the dice whenever you do that Mm. you you want to do something you got to like take some time to get some prehand knowledge on the subject there or or the field or whatever it is that you're going to do um to get in it you got to do your homework i guess is what i'm saying a little bit of homework and make sure it's what you want to do 
Nine times out of ten, I'd say it's hugely necessary. <laughs> oh, it is. But, I mean, like I said, and I, I completely admit it, impulse, it fucking drives me sometimes. Even in my day-to-day life, when I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to buy this Beretta. Because I just showed it to you. I bought that Beretta on Wednesday, and uh, fucking, it was an impulse decision. I was like, oh, that's nice. Bye. <laughs> yes. Brand new. <laughs> There's stuff like that that I do, too, where I'm just like, it goes, it, it separates from, uh, you know, experiencing things that you want to do in life that aren't really going to affect, you know, long-term shit. Yeah, it's so. just that instant gratification sometimes. Those impulse buys I'm cool with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just got to make sure you you don't let it become limitless. You, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> that'll slip away a little fast. Yeah. But it's nice to treat yourself every once in a while, though, with those impulse decisions. Yeah, I agree with you. That's why I drive the dumb shit that I drive. <laughs> I don't need hey, that man, thing. Hey, man, we all like our shit. Yeah. You got your truck. I got my guns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're... Uh, you're at least trying to be wise about it, a little bit more conscious about it. Um, the the one the one hard part that is, I'm not gonna say unpredictable or unmanageable that that we have to deal with when we're making these big ass choices is um, how you're gonna fit into wherever it is that you're trying to land. Um, I find that to be frustrating because I don't fit in with everybody, so it's like I could be at the perfect company in the perfect position and work with a couple assholes that don't like me. Yeah. And it's all fucked because of that. Yeah, and I've never worked in the firearms field. So besides my brief four years in the Marine Corps, yeah. that's about it. But you've never... I've never worked directly with guns, gun shops, manufacturing, any of that. Like, just all personal experience. I worked in the armory in the Marine Corps for a little while. But, I mean, that, this is a whole different... You're pretty fucking well-rounded for never working in the industry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've got experience well, with say. guns. No. I just don't have on the production or manufacturing or even sales sides of things. So I know that there's plenty of places you could work if you want if you did want to sell. Uh, obviously trying to avoid that. And I might have to. You think it, so? It might be, it might be unavoidable. Ugh. Which is... I'll compromise huh. if, if that's the case. Because I don't want to take too much too, too much time. Right. You know what I mean? I I want to get it set up, but at the same time, if I can find that that spot, then I'm gonna take that. And like I said, I'll, I'm willing to compromise on a pay pay cut. Mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with that. Maybe I've been listening to fucking uh, JRE a little bit too much, but I dude, I just I can't force myself to do shit that I don't want to do. Yeah. And if I don't, if like I'm, if I'm in your shoes, I don't want to be a salesman. I'm not gonna fucking be a salesman. I'm right. not gonna I'm not gonna like the job. I'm not gonna be good at it because of this, but. Well, the only reason I want to, like, well, there's two reasons. One, because I want to get into the field. And two, is because the job that I have now, it's full-time, and I'm working nights. Mm-hmm. So, like, balancing that with school, if I were to keep this job and go to school at the same time, it'd be fucking hard. Do you, do you think that starting in a retail position could potentially get you in the right direction? Networking-wise, probably. Yeah, I, I suppose that was kind of a stupid question. Because... Regardless of the work you're doing, you're in the field. Yeah. And you meet, I mean, you meet collectors and people that that run gun uh, stands at gun shows. And, like, sometimes they'll, um, I know of one guy, sometimes they'll bring you in and be like, hey, you want to run a stand and, you know, fucking help me out and just come get into the environment. You you just get more ingrained gradually in that when you, when you. Even in the retail side, I'm sure. Yeah, I should I should take a step back on that, and I got disagree with myself with everything I just said. Um, not not wanting to do something you don't want to do because if you think about it with an open mind, like you are, um, all it takes is one right person. Yeah. In six months, one right person could set you in the direction. I mean, who knows? The gun a gunsmith may walk into the shop wanting some fucking fancy dancy kimber or whatever the fuck it is and then you start talking yep and then yep. he asks you next one, thing you know he asks you one comprehensive question and gets an answer that he's impressed by yeah your new direction that's crazy yeah you're, you're right about that yeah yeah the networking side no matter what job it's it's usually like 99 percent of jobs you're going to have a chance to network with other people especially in retail i think retail in that field in whatever field it is just because you're talking to people all day and like yeah. figuring things out, um, what they like, what their interests are, what they do. 
because it comes up in conversation, especially at a gun shop. Gun shop. People like to talk. They're excited to be in there. Yeah, yeah. There's all these pretty toys on the wall. <laughs> you know, you start talking, and it's like. I mean, and that and that that can stand true for almost any job that involves talking with people. It can stand true to me. You know, if I talk to one person that I tow that just so happens to be involved in this industry, mm-hmm. you know, it could set me in a whole different fucking trajectory. So. Yeah, you, I'm sure you have had some amazing conversations with people that you've had to tow. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm pretty sure you met some pretty interesting people too. Um, yeah, I and that's yeah. I, I'm glad you brought it up because I should eat my words on that. Hey, doodle, you, <laughs> you push him off. He's fine. I think he <laughs> smells my mom's dogs on me. Oh, all the little Frenchies. Like, yeah. how many fucking Frenchies are there? She's got four. <laughs> Fuck. She's got three females and one male. She's breeding them and shit. Yeah, she just got back from Dallas. She uh, she bred w- uh, one of her girls. She already she already sold. Uh, it's she don't even no. know if she's pregnant yet. She's still ovulating. So, um, but since they're fluffies, yeah, she sold one um, for thirty grand already. Dear lord, and not even born yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, thirty grand. Thirty G's. I'm in the wrong industry. I'm gonna yeah. start breeding Frenchies. See, and that's the other thing. My mom. Go. That's all her life, sales. Her entire, like, all her experiences with work, it's all sales. That's, that's like, her main go-to. Cars, jewelry, dogs. What's her uh, What's her business? I've seen it, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Sugar Frenchies. Sugar Frenchies. Shout out Sugar Frenchies. And, uh, Sugar Frenchies on Instagram, I believe. Hit up Eleanor. She'll get you fucking all set up with it, a Frenchie. If you got 30 grand to fucking blow, she's got some fluffies on the way. She can just <laughs> set up with a Frenchie or a photo shoot. Take your pick. Yeah, if you got some fuck it money you want to just drop on a fucking dog. Do it. She'll yeah. get you all hooked up. That's but fun. yeah, that's that's all she's known is sales. Yeah. And she's good at it. I was going to say. She's really good at it. She could probably really make me feel like I need to buy another TV for no reason. Yeah. She <laughs> fucking, she can sell, what is that saying? Ice? To an Inuit or yeah. fucking, <laughs> she can sell anything. That's funny. Well, maybe you will be good at sales then because of her. Nah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like in that regard, you'd probably be like they always say: salesmen aren't the most honest of people, and that's obviously not how sales works. You know, you have to be at least a little bit manipulative mm-hmm. most most of the time. Persu- you have to have that persuasive charm. That, that's a better word for it. Not manipulative. Because <laughs> it's not necessarily a negative thing. But I would be like... Because they're in there for a reason. Yeah. They just don't know. All you have to do is give them the reason. Yeah, you have to give them, you have to give them a couple extra reasons. Be like, yeah, you should get this. But I feel like it's more clear-cut with guns because when people walk in, they kind of know what they want. Mm-hmm. But I think where the shadiness comes in is, is like cars. Car salesmen. Oh, yeah. yeah Especially you, used car lots. Yeah. You, you got to <laughs> convince people to buy shit. That's probably not going to have the value. With a fucked up interest rate. Yeah. With See, a once, fucked you, up interest once you start rate. getting into payments, it's 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 usually it's pretty shady. But when, once you like, if you're walking into a gun shop, they're usually paying one payment and then that they're through with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're spending maybe, typically on average, maybe like five to eight hundred, yeah. depending on the gun they get. Yeah. And then on the on the higher end, maybe like fifteen to two grand. But if they're coming in for that, they know what they want. So they they already most of them do I think, I feel like I probably and you can tell me if I shouldn't but I probably shouldn't bring this up on air. But do you know what kind of money is made on like a firearm? Like what goes to the manufacturer? What goes to the retailer? So there's a special tax on guns. Uh, for the retailer, I don't know. It's got to differ from company to company. So, like, they get distributed out from Beretta or Glock or, you know, SIG, whatever company it may be. They may have a deal set up through their FFL. They might take a percentage or, or whatever. But then there's sales tax. So, you got to counter in the, the distributor fee, sales tax. Um, and then you got to factor in, like, shipping costs. And there's a special tax, and I can't remember what it's called, but a lot of people don't know this. Gun owners... All across the states, this tax applies to every state, not just sales tax. It's um, you have to look it up, but uh, it's a special gun tax, and I think it's like, I think it's like ten to fifteen percent of each gun sale at any retailer hmm. goes to this specific tax, 
and what that tax is for. Like, you've heard of all these wildlife like uh, contributions, donations. Yeah, yeah. They make up about seven to ten percent of um, funds for preserving wildlife. You know who makes up the other ninety percent? Gun owners. That's where that tax goes. Oh, you know what? This is where the whole conservationist stance comes yeah. in. And, and, and yeah. So that there's a special tax on the gun specifically. So everybody that's bought a gun has donated to wildlife. Yeah, yeah. And that goes to preservations. That's why you can get. That's why you have to get tickets for, uh, for hunting big game and stuff like that. That's why there's, there's sectioned off land specifically for hunts, mm -hmm. in season, out of season, whatever the case may be. All your tax money that you buy, if you buy from an FFL transfer, or an FFL licensed dealer that tax goes to wildlife pre preservation. So there's, that's why, that's why these guns are fucking, that's why they're pretty expensive. There's, there's quite a bit of tax on them. Yeah. And especially as time goes on, as, as well as ammunition, the same thing. There's the same tax applied to that. Really? Yes. I see. I find that to be hugely worth it. Um, being a hunter and I guess you could say quote unquote, a conservationist because I do believe in, in the ethics and morals that go behind all that stuff. Not just out there to kill. Um, I think it's pretty important that, you know, you give back. Yeah. And it's, that's not just land preservation. That's also breed preservation as well. And that is, um, that's moving, that's preserving, that's, um, I, I mean, I guess all in all you could say just helping them survive and, and, and flourish. Yeah. So that way you can hunt. Yeah, it's pretty wild when people tell me like, uh, oh, you know, I donate to wildlife or whatever preservation. I'm like, I do too with guns <laughs> i buy guns not a lot of people know that not a lot of gun owners know that i've heard that in the past and i and i completely forgot but I, that is a big point so yeah it is, is it is a tax that goes specifically to that i don't know how much money that the retailer makes i i'm pretty sure it differs from distributor to distributor contract contract right. with companies so i'm really not too keen on how much they actually make i'm sure it's a pretty good amount I can only imagine. It's got to be. Um, me and me and Devlin were talking about this a little bit yesterday about how uh, I'm probably not going to get into two specifics because I don't want to piss nobody off. But there's before everything happened in 2020, there used to be like a very there used to be like three very clear cut different levels of quality in in like pistols. We'll say we'll start mm. with that, and now it seems to be. A very wide variety of uh, price ranges for even the lowest quality of pistols. It's brand to brand. Yeah, it is. It's changed a lot over the last like five years, because you used to be able to say like we'll say three hundred bucks. This will get you. Oh god, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. <laughs> three hundred bucks back in the day used to be like yeah okay you can get a Glock XD or a Smith and Wesson. Now it's six hundred. Yeah, for a Glock. Yeah, a brand yeah. new Glock. And now things have doubled and scattered. That's not including tax. Nope. When I bought my Beretta, the tax on it was, uh, it, like, wholly included. Um, I bought that gun for seven ninety nine, and the tax on it was like sixty seven dollars. Fuck. Yeah, just the tax. <clears throat> God damn, man, and that's part of the hardest. That's the, that's the hardest reason I have, uh, you know, but not been able to go gun shopping. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. I mean, you can get some cheap shit that's reliable. You can still get cheap shit. I mean. I say it because we're in Arizona, and I would like to make that very clear, but you can still get cheap shit on the street. Yeah, you can. And I'm not talking about illegal shit. With private, yeah, private sales. Private, I mean, that's a much better word for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, on the street. <laughs> yeah, private sales, you, I mean, you can shop around. I mean, it just, it's one of those things where it's like buying a firearm, private sale, you just got to be careful. Mm -hmm. Scams. Who knows uh, how how many rounds have been through that? It's just like when you're buying a car. How many miles have been through that bitch? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So is this going to be for personal defense, or is it just going to be something you take to the range and you don't give a fuck if it breaks? <laughs> like, it's a whatever yeah. type of fun gun, whatever it is you're buying. just depends on the reason that you're getting for private sales. But for brand new sales, that's a brand new line, brand new model. Had maybe like a couple of rounds through it for a test fire in the factory, and yeah, and you get the test fire rounds with it, mm -hmm. or the shells, and you're you're ready to go. Shells, casings, fuck. 
you take that bitch and you break it in at the range, put a couple of hundred rounds through it and yep. get it nice and nice and crisp, <laughs> which is what I'm going to do today. Burn that bitch <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Get all that manufacturing shit off of it, all the, the gloss. Yeah. Fucking. That gun, um, that gun is pretty, though. It is pretty. Is super and pretty. they put a fuck ton of Cosmoline on it, I think. Um, it's pretty oily. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It looks like it's overdressed. I had to wipe it down last night, and even though I could see, like, some oil coming through where the hammer is and i'm like fuck this thing is yeah. oiled take, up take it down a notch guys <laughs> but i mean it's fucking beretta man like um fun fact about beretta and i didn't know this till i bought it because i started looking into the company but do you know how long they've been in the business how long they they've been an established company Mm-mm. just take a guess how many years <laughs> i'll give them a hundred years more Really? Yeah. 110? More. 20? More. What the fuck? Way more. I get, you know what? I guess I shouldn't be surprised cuz like companies like Colt have been around since It's been long it's been around longer way longer than Colt. No fucking way. Yeah, more. Weren't they Are they Isn't Colt like 17s? I think Colt is like the 18s. Fuck, man. So keep going. <laughs> They've been around for longer than 200 years. More. Way more. <laughs> oh my god. As a what? Just keep going. Well, I'm trying to figure out that's that's 18, 1823. Right? Yeah. Although that's that's yeah, that's yeah. Uh 1800? Way more. How? how? Keep going. Were they just shooting <laughs> sticks? Those fucking Italians, man. Oh <laughs> god. They've been around. Fuck. No, no, I got to look it up. No, no, just keep just keep giving me numbers. <laughs> 1600? 1600? 1600? Years? Yeah. No. Uh, no, no, no. Like the year. Oh, yeah. Actually, you're on the nose. <laughs> Fucking really. 16th century. Oh my god. So, they've been in they've been in business over 500 years. They've been an established company for over 500 years. Doing what? Guns. Firearms. They made they were making guns when people were still wearing uh fucking suits of armor <laughs> and fighting with broadswords. <laughs> it says the Beretta Forge was an operation from about 1500. Oh, 15th century. My bad. The first documented transaction is a contract dated October 3rd, 1526. 185 ar- arquebus, ar- arquebus barrels. <laughs> what the fuck? Bro, they've been pumping their shit out. Jesus. That's a long lineage. Of guns. Yeah. Yeah. Jacoba Beretta. Oh, that's definitely fucking Italian. Not a lot of people know that. That it, the fucking Italy has like... <laughs> it has been around for that long. Giovanni, or not Italy, but... Gio, <laughs> Giovanni Beretta. That's his son. What a fucking name. Dude. <laughs> what the fuck, yeah, dude? Yeah, dude. That's impressive. Yeah, and it makes sense. He's like, Colt, <laughs> watch this. Nobody really complains about... Uh, Berettas. Are they still Italian? Oh yeah, they're yeah. I, that gun was shipped from Italy. They're still in Italy. Fucking perfect. But nobody really complains about um, about Berettas firearms. They're just they're just they there. work. Yeah, they work. I mean, now that you say it, they're pretty and they work. You can. Everybody always wants to complain and bicker about certain actions or certain feelings. Nobody of, really, nobody really complains about. People oh. complain about Glocks all the time. I know. There's yeah. a lot of Glock haters out there, There's, and I think Glock is a great. Uh, platform. It's a great platform. It's very easy. I think they come out. They come out like iPhones, though. Like, it's like, like I swear to God, like they all look the same, but it, fuck, they work. But exactly. Fuck. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But that's what they're doing. Berettas. I don't really hear people complain about Beretta. Springfield likes to toy around. Yeah, they like to tinker. I hear people complain about Smith and Wesson a lot. They're clunky. A, a lot. They're clunky. Their their semi autos are clunky yeah they're weird but and they at one point they were the best revolver manufacturer ever yeah, yeah they have a name and they do have a name smith and wesson they have that name but uh they kind of caved to california because they wanted to sell out there so pretty much all their new lines of revolvers they have that fucking uh inner integrated interlock so it's this little key that you put in the pin mm-hmm. and you turn it and then your gun's a paperweight like you can't pull the trigger or anything so, and then you have to get that key and turn it to make it fire again. But people are complaining because sometimes at the range when you're shooting, 
um, that key, that lock can break. That internal lock can break, oh. and then you can't fucking fire anymore. And it's just done. It's a, it's a fucking paperweight at that point. May as well be a high point. Just hit them with it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, is high points still around? Oh, high points around. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know man. how long they've been around, but they they're around. I I mean I've I've had three of those fuckers. <laughs> I've had two of the forties, which are the biggest fucking pistol I've ever had in my life. They're like, are you wearing spurs? I'm like, no, my pistol rattles. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. I'll tell you what, though. I had a 1911 Colt, and that was the biggest handgun that I've ever had, and uh, it rattled. That gun rattled, too. Fuck. But, yeah, man, Beretta's been in the game a while. When I saw that 380 come out, the, uh, for for all those who want you to or want to know what model it is, it's the one that came out, what, like three weeks ago? Th- two or three weeks from this recording. Um, it's called the 80X Cheetah. A little 380. It's a nice little fucking pistol. Yeah, it is. It, it is nice. Um, it yeah. feels good in the hand, and I just I can't wait to shoot it today. That's gonna be fun. High Point's only been around since '92. Yeah, it makes sense because I mean this country's <laughs> young, so like any American country is gonna be pretty young. Yeah, but yeah, man, fuck them. Italy's been fucking making rice <laughs> or making guns for 500 years. People that's, were still fighting with broadswords back in the day. Yeah, dude, that's fucking... <laughs> Knights in armor and shit. You're fucking... You're the only asshole king that has a pistol. <laughs> yes. Fuck, man. 1526. Like, people were still, like, burning witches at the stake type shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane, man. <laughs> like, you think about... You think about uh, back in the olden days, you think of, like, Salem witch trials, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't really that long ago. Let's get... I'm, I gotta get a comparison. It uh, was... Beretta's been making guns, like, hundreds of years before the Salem Witch Trials. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, literally, like, a fucking... Uh, 1692. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's no fucking way the history that we know is correct. <laughs> like, it's just not... There's shit that they're not telling us. Fucking wild. Or there's shit that we don't know, but if firearms were around before that, you know they were just gunning those bitches down. <laughs> Dude. I'm high, and you're fucking doing something stupid. <laughs> to have a company literally last for for over 500 years, that's, that's impressive. That's insanity. That's it's, so impressive. It's fucking impressive. Yeah. <laughs> just from, like, yeah. a, like, companies... Suck it, Ford. Like, you think about, like, back, <laughs> back in the, what was it, the 90s? Uh, Enron was like one of the biggest like oil companies there was, yep. and then boom, they fell within like a week because of the who, what was that guy's name? Whoever was the owner was like scamming the fuck out of people or playing the stock market. Yeah, and that thing fe- it's gone now. Enron doesn't exist. No. <laughs> um, fuck man. But they were like the a huge conglomerate. Beretta, they've just been doing their shit. Five hundred, literally almost five hundred years. Yeah, in uh, two years it'll be five hundred. Goes to show how long... What company can say that? Yeah. <laughs> how do you say that with a straight face? Fucking 500 <laughs> years of lineage. That makes me want to go buy a fucking Beretta. <laughs> like, why not? This is fucking history. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. It all morphed into that fucking... That 92. They love that 92, man. Fucking the police issue. That's That was, that, that was the big thing for a long time. Now they all use Glocks. But... Yeah, they like Glocks and Sigs. It's just cheaper. Sigs are much more reliable, though. I think it's a polymer um, aspect of it, you know? A little bit lighter? Yeah, I think so. And I don't know. There's some people that just, there's like a, a, a teetotal of people that really li- love polymer framed handguns. And there's people that love all steel frame handguns. But yeah. I, it just depends on the platform. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could I, see that, but I don't. I don't have a preference. I don't really have a preference either. I've owned both types. You know, shooting a 1911, uh, all steel frame 1911, it's just completely and wildly different than shooting a, a Glock. I was gonna say that's a shot all in, in and of itself. Yeah, those things. Those. I mean, they, they've made a name for themselves too, Colt, but um, they have some problems, man. With 1911s aren't as reliable as everybody thinks that they are. No, that that design even throughout the brands yeah. has uh, has its fl- has and they're its very complicated to its own line of flaws. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've tried to tell people that because I I got so many friends that oh I'm gonna get a 1911 45 and blah 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 1911. I'm like you might want to 
Are you gonna carry that or? Mm, yeah, it's something to <laughs> it's it's something maybe to take take camping or go to the range. Because I'll tell you this though, what they lack in reliability, they're when they do shoot, when they go bang, they're fucking accurate. Yeah, very accurate. Um, but sometimes they, they don't like the ammo you give them. Yep, yep. I've had casings jam. Yeah, I stovepiped a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the thing too. If you don't clean them enough. Yeah, they don't. They don't like it. Nope. They're 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 finicky. They're fucking they're little princesses. But when they <laughs> when they do shoot, man, they fucking they make you come hard. <laughs> you just gotta you just oh, gotta buy them. Some. I was so in depth of the conversation. <laughs> you say something like that. They're like fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can keyhole like a motherfucker with those things with one hand, and it's a heavy ass gun too. They're balanced really well. Yeah, yeah. It's just the reliability factor because you're running on a, over a hundred year, over a hundred years of the same design what uh what i don't remember what time frame it was but i know at some point in time i'm gonna say world war ii just because it's like my only point of reference here is you can tell whether they were badged or not correctly but you could tell uh, a higher ranker Mm -hmm. because he was carrying a 1911 on his side i think mostly officers just had 1911s. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like it was definitely it was definitely something they got for being higher ranking. That kind of goes with a lot of militaries. Does it? Yeah, because a lot of ground troops, like if you're a private or whatever, low rank, you know, enlisted, they're usually not going to fucking issue you a pistol. They just they they you have your rifle, a couple grenades maybe, that's about it. Oh, perfect. Unless you're on a machine machine gun crew, there's certain elements where it you know they. They, they feel like it's required to have a handgun. So, like, if you're in a tank crew, then, yes, you'll probably most likely have a handgun um, assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Or if you're on an artillery cl- crew, you'll have a handgun. It just There's certain jobs within the military. I definitely didn't know that. I just, for some reason, assumed that everybody had a, a rifle and a handgun. Same thing with types of rifles. So, like, in the Marine Corps, if you were regular ground, whatever, you had an M- M16A4. But if you were Motor T, since you're compact all the time and you're doing a lot of transport mm-hmm. you have an m4 with a collapsible stock or a yeah collapsible stock or what is the one it's not collapsible it's just the slide stock i don't remember what they're called the ones that you slide in yeah, yeah. so it makes it shorter you have a shorter barrel and it's easier to to maneuver with inside a vehicle and then they're they're you know they usually get pistols too i always loved it like in, in movies they know it's movies but when it, when shit starts hitting the fan and the officer fucking comes out and he pulls out his 1911 just starts blasting dudes in the yeah. head. They're like, this fucking badass. Somebody told me once, they <laughs> said, if, you, if you're if you ever issued a pistol and you're you're in a combat zone and you have to pull it out, uh, you already fucked up. <laughs> I can see that. You don't Because even... if they're that close. Yeah, it's already done. Yeah. <laughs> you're just trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. Um, fuck. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, what, what rule did you say we were on? Uh, I think we're on rule f- five. I think we're on rule five this episode, I did, believe. Because I think last time it was, I had to put it? rule three and four in the same in the same one. But we'll do five and six, just okay. because I'm not sure which one we're on. Okay. So rule three and four for last time was I'm excited to hear these. have a plan. And then rule number four was have a backup plan because the first one probably won't work. <laughs> and number five, which I'm not sure if we've done this one yet. We might have, but it's... Be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everybody in the in the room that you meet. <laughs> I dude, I that one that one hits home. So hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. Expect the worst. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I really hate to say it, but I almost live by that. Yeah. Um, you do it when you walk into anywhere where you size people up. Yeah. That are close to you. Yeah. In your vicinity, in your range of like danger. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people that are even close to me in my life that I don't. Yeah, I, I just I think about worst possible scenario, and if this motherfucker decides he's gonna flip his switch today, and I gotta deal with it, <laughs> and I know some people might say, oh, you know, that's biased or this that's, and that. That's insensitive. It's in- insensitive, but you know what? Everybody sizes everyone up the first time that they meet them, uh-huh. or if they're like waiting in line at a DMV. You have those thoughts where you're like, could I take this dude? No, he probably fuck me up. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, stuff like that, or like this dude seems kind of sketchy. I'm gonna. I'm going to make sure I'm aware of my surroundings, mm-hmm. you know, just so, just as a, a preconceived that you have in your head. I definitely try to, you know, consider my surroundings in which they could go the worst possible way. Like you said, um, 
I just don't know what anybody's intentions look like. Yeah. I you, don't know how bad their day has been, everything like that. You, like, it's just, in, in a simpler way, it's just, like I said, hope for the uh, best, expect the worst yes, type yes. of scenarios. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't that. think there's anything wrong with it, too, but in this day and age with the culture, it's people are like, you shouldn't do that, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, people get busted in the back of the head with a fucking baseball bat at night when they're, you know, walking back to their apartment yep. complex and they get fucking robbed and then they end up in a fucking wheelchair. So it's like, be aware of your surroundings. When, <laughs> when you, when you uh, hope for the best and expect the worst, at the end of the day, when the worst doesn't happen, it's been a great fucking day. Yeah. End of story. Shitty things happen to good people. Yes. They happen I, to bad people, but, but if usually you, they happen to good people more. <laughs> more, more often than <laughs> more not. More often than not. And if you turn that around and you just expect nothing but good... And then bad happens, regardless of the degree of it. Disappointment. Yeah, you know, I think we're we're dabbling <laughs> in a different conversation. Would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> we're dabbling in a different conversation now that I probably don't want to get into because I don't want to talk about being disappointed for little reasons. It's not really something I'm into either. Uh, I feel you, but I like you. I like that rule. Um, I I keep that one pretty close to me personally. Yeah, it's a good one. And then number six. <laughs> I don't know how this one would really apply. This is one of the ones. I think this is one of the only ones where it's like, oh, I could have. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it says, do not attend a gunfight with a handgun whose caliber does not start with a four. <laughs> Fuck. In this day and age, I don't know. Ballistics have gotten a lot better than always have to carry around a fuck 45. That seems, that seems like a really old school yeah, one. Yeah, it's an old school yeah. one. So I think we'll skip that one. Go to seven real quick. What's seven? Um, this one actually makes sense. <clears throat> Anything worth shooting is worth shooting twice. Ammo is cheap. Life is expensive. <laughs> Fuck. So if you're going to fucking execute something, make sure you do it right. Make sure you send that shit. <laughs> make sure you full send. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Nothing wrong with the double no, tap, uh, you know? If you have to fucking measure four fucking times, measure four fucking times before you cut. I know they say measure twice, cut once. If you have to measure four times. If you have to measure four fucking... If you have to measure 20 times, measure 20 times. Yep, yep, I like it. <laughs> well, shit, man. That was a pretty good, pretty good talk, I think. And I like, the, I like those rules. That makes how, many, how many is there total? There's 13. 13, okay. So we, we left off on seven, so eight is our next one. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Man, once those are done, you're going to have to come up with more shit. <laughs> Can I tell you the Navy ones? After, yeah. There's only three of them. Oh, that's all right. So the, the, the ones that we've been talking about are the Marine Corps ones, but the Navy ones for gunfighting. The Navy rules for gunfighting are as follows. Number one, go to sea. Number two, drink coffee. Number three, send the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Oh, shit. Well, is there anything else you want to plug or add? No, nothing to plug. Nothing Nothing. Plug. Nothing. We plugged... Uh, what, what, what are they called again? Sugar? Sugar Frenchies. Sugar, oh, yeah, was, I guess I did plug that sugar, for my mom. Sugar Frenchies. For Not Eleanor. my business. For Eleanor. Hit her up on Instagram if you want your Frenchies. I got I got boomer socials. I just have Facebook. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all good. I don't man. run any of the other platforms. <laughs> um, for everything else, uh, like, click, follow, you know. Please share any ads that you see for us. Uh, where can I get in the merch store back up? We're running into some technical difficulties. Uh-oh. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Other stuff's coming in November, so. Good. Actually, uh, st stuff of which I need to talk to you about. Me? Yes. Okay. So, um, stay tuned and keep listening. I appreciate you. Love you. Later, folks. Later, folks.